You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM, and we are speaking to Hamad Abdullah, a writer with 5X Press. We're talking about an interesting piece on Punjabi in BC, a cool new project that's happening at UBC. Hamad, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. So please tell us about Punjabi in BC project. What is it all about? Yeah, so um, I have also been working on this project for a while as an editor as well. So I also have some uh, insights uh, as an inside worker like uh, as well. Um, so this project was basically, it basically started in 2019. Uh, and the idea was that um, because, uh, because how Punjabi is taught in so many schools, colleges, and universities in BC today, um, what made the help possible? <laughs> like, how how did it happen? You know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, that was, like, you couldn't think of, of uh, having Punjabi in schools, right? So in the last 30 years, like, since uh, mid-1990s, um, this, this whole movement of, you know, teaching uh, Punjabi in schools Started. So this project is basically to to uh, to record that history, right? That how it was made possible. And uh, in this project, uh, we talked uh, to a number of people, like writers, activists, and teachers of Punjabi language, uh, who made this possible uh, in the first place. Um, yeah. So this is just a very short description about the project itself. Yeah. No, it's it's very fascinating, fascinating, Hamad. And one of the things that stood out in your article is you talked about that, you know, Canada's multicultural policy is kind of part of helping keeping languages generally going. Can you expand a bit on that? Yeah. So this was basically uh, during my interview with uh, Dr. Anne Murphy, who is the primary investigator uh, of this project. Uh, and uh, so Canada, uh, in, so unlike other countries like uh uh, Canada has this policy where it, it promotes all the languages. We have a great multi- multicultural policy, but um, yeah, so that gave an opportunity for to the Punjabi community uh, and people of Punjabi community to um, to work on the on Punjabi and to expand uh, Punjabi language itself. Um, yeah, so so that like Canada provided this unique opportunity that that people from the community utilized very well uh, to promote Punjabi. And now I understand as I'm reading about this project, it is an oral history project. So what exactly does an oral history mean? Yeah, that's uh, very interesting uh, that it's an oral history project. Um, so so when, we, uh, when we think about history, right, and write about history, like most of the history that we know today, it's, it's mostly from the perspective of, of state or elite, you know, who did what? Uh, for example, when we talk about the partition of the subcontinent, we, we only know what what like most of the leaders of Congress and Muslim League what they did. Um, you know, as someone who has grown up in Pakistan, that was the only history I knew, and so that that was the you know a common way of writing history. And, and we don't know enough about um, you know what people were doing, like common people. What what were they doing? What were they thinking? What were their contributions? Right. Um, so oral history is a it goes against all that idea. Uh, it's a different way of writing history, and in in and in an oral history project, you focus not on the policies or or the actions of the state. You know, 
you focus instead on the contributions that people have made, right? You focus on their memories, you focus on their experiences, you, you focus on their life stories, and that gives you a more complicated, more complex, uh, more detailed view of, of things. So in the case of Punjabi in BC project, uh, we can we can say that you know this was made possible uh, because of the uh, multicultural policy of BC and you know multicultural policies of Canada. But you know if if it was not for the people like Sadhu Bening and uh, Balwan Sangera and Plee, um, this probably would not have been possible, right? And and I wrote about it uh, in the article as well that what that how exactly these people contributed and made uh, this thing possible, right? So you can't write the history of Punjabi in BC without talking about these people. You can't just focus on the policies itself. You have to talk about how people made contributions in it as well. And so that's why this project is also um, an oral history project. And one thing I found really fascinating too, Hamad, is the fact that you look at kind of different generations there and their struggles to kind of keep the language, particularly I want to highlight the group that was formed, the Punjabi Language Education Association. Sort of what was their role and what were the challenges in promoting the Punjabi language? Um, oh, so you mean Punjabi Language Education Association? Exactly. Yeah, so this was formed in in, uh, uh, in mid-1990s again because of the new policy of uh, DC government, which wanted, uh, after that policy, after this change in the policy, Punjabi became the an option for second language uh, for the first time. Uh, but there were, <laughs> there were a few difficulties in making this possible, right? The policy itself was great and huge uh, step, but still... There was a need of, for example, developing resources because no one had taught Punjabi in schools before, so there were no resources. So development of those resources, teachers did not know how to teach Punjabi, like how to teach a language. Um, so they, there was a training, they required some training as well. And then parents as well, right, because uh, what a lot of parents at that time and even today, uh, they want their children to learn French. Uh, as a second language, right, instead of Punjabi, because uh, the idea is that the French is, that French is more lucrative uh, and it will help, uh, help their children be more successful in life. Uh, so, you know, convincing them about it and telling them that, you know, Punjabi, and, and, and convincing them to, to opt for Punjabi uh, for their children. Uh, so there was that issue. And then also, like, some school boards, like you had to go there, meet them, tell them about the policy, and ask them to uh, to introduce Punjabi, right? So it required people like Sadhu Bening and Malwan Sangera to actually go and meet them and convince the school boards themselves. So, so these people, right, these uh, initial few uh, activists of Punjabi language in the mid-1990s, they formed Punjabi Language Education Association, um, for this purpose, right, to make sure that this policy gets implemented. And uh, so, you know, it, it was formed in around 1994, and it's still working uh, after so many years as well, and it is continuing to support Punjabi in all the educational institutes of BC. And Hamad, in doing this research, how would you say that the work that PLEA has done has inspired, you know, today's generation of Punjabi speakers? Yeah, so um, um, it was... 
So, so PLEA, uh, what PLEA does is that it meets different schools. Uh, it, it, like if any school or educational institution that has any issues in introducing Punjabi, please try to resolve that. And so the students who are... Se- so the students who are studying in those schools, uh, they get this opportunity to learn Punjabi. Uh, like so, P is influencing uh, younger generation by, by you know by supporting schools. Um, yeah. So so and then students, all of the students of Punjabi language in the, in the schools and college. Like it, it, all of this has been made possible because of P. Mm-hmm. Now, Hamad, before I let you go, there's one sentence you wrote here that I found interesting, and I'd really like you to expand on that a bit. You wrote that the discussion about teaching and learning Punjabi in all of these interviews also gets entwined with related issues of discrimination, experiences of migration, mental health issues in the community, and struggles and stigmas around teaching and speaking Punjabi. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, so, you know, each of these interviewees, uh, either they are immigrants themselves or uh, their parents or somebody in their family was an immigrant and they, they came to Canada. Um, so, so they don't just talk about Punjabi, Punjabi language, Punjabi learning, Punjabi teaching. All of these interviews, they also talk about their life stories, as right? So how and why they migrated to Canada in the first place, what were some of the difficulties that they faced, or did not face, um, and why why Punjabi was important to them, uh, what is the importance of learning the language, especially in, in our context here, in living in BC or Canada, why it's important to, to learn Punjabi. So, you know, all of these important, interesting questions, uh, and you get all kind of perspectives about them, right? There are people like, who came here in 1960s and 70s, uh, they would have different perspectives, perhaps different uh, perspectives and views about all of these questions than the younger generation. So, so you know, so we, we get this whole, this, this collection, this archive of, of, you know, different people responding to these questions. And, uh, you know, as someone who, who also migrated to Canada, I, like, I, I was, uh, I was very surprised when I first came here that there were, there was just not enough stories about, you know, how people, before me, you know, tried to tackle these issues of migration. But, you know, now I'm happy that there is this whole archive, like there's these 52 people who have talked about this issue. So, so you know, we have this, this very uh, interesting and important archive uh, available with us, resources us, like where people have thought about these questions and tried to answer these questions as well. Yeah. Hamad, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You take care. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good day. You too.